This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, let's do it. Welcome into the show. Happy Wednesday. This is Philadelphia Eagles now, and we are live on Chat Sports alongside producer Trizzy Trace, who's on the ones and twos. I am Chase Sr., and the Bird Gang tapped in from worldwide. We have another loaded show coming your way, and there's a lot to talk about with the Philadelphia Eagles, who are free-falling right now, having lost four out of five. But today, at the NovaCare Complex, in front of his locker room, A.J. Brown had an open, honest, candid interview with the media, which spanned about 13 minutes. And is that the turning point of the Eagles season? We'll decipher that and dissect it. As the Eagles wide receiver really did defend the coaching staff, which included Nick Sirianni, as well as Brian Johnson. According to Adam Schefter, went on the radio this morning, 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia, where I used to intern back in the day when I was going to Temple University studying broadcasting. He said that Sirianni is not on the hot seat. We also have some important Eagles injury news to get to on Devontae Smith, as well as Darius Slay, and we'll be taking your questions. So start getting them in right now by using the hashtag Eagles or send in a super chat. First... We want to start off with one of our poll questions here. Who is to blame for the Eagles' struggles this year on the offensive side of the football? Is it Nick Sirianni? Is it Brian Johnson? Or, as A.J. Brown admitted today, is it on the players? Type NS, BJ, pause, or P. Let me know in the chat right now. Niles Allen, players, China. Good to hear from you on Instagram the other day saying, uh, players, or maybe it wasn't you as somebody else. It was actually Des215, but you can hit me up at Chase underscore senior. Aiden, Cool Reigns, all saying Brian Johnson, Dragon Brian Johnson. MG said, how about them Cowboys? Get out of here. If they face the Rams in the first round, they might lose. Peter Thurman said it's on the players. Aiden Cusio, Brian Johnson. Good to see Peter once again in the chat. Zach saying Brian Johnson. Very interesting. And then our poll question on the show here today, can the Eagles turn it around? 71% yes, 29% no. I like the confidence, and maybe people are starting to feel a little bit more confident after A.J. Brown addressed the team and was very honest today in that interview. Our Super Chat menu for this afternoon. All Super Chats will get a shout-out. $10, we're doing mini eagle shots out of our mini eagle shot glass. $20 super chat, I'm doing 20 push-ups, 50 for a shotgun, and if we get to $100 total, I'm taking down an entire drink out of the eagle's mug. Our live show today is sponsored by Factor Meals. Get your resolutions intact and start the new year off right with Factor. Get 50% off using the code EaglesChat. 50. Yeah, you heard me right. That is 50% off using the code EaglesChat50. 
It's a great deal, and we want you to get started on your resolutions with Factor so that you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal prepping, and it sets you up for success in 2024. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered straight to your door with over 35 meals to choose from each week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolution. So one more time, it is the code EaglesChat50. EaglesChat50, sign up today. We'll put that link down below in the comment section as well as in the description of this video. More than 100 people watching live right now. Let's hear from all Eagles fans out there. We're going to be doing a mailbag segment in segment number four. So a lot of content on the docket for today. If you have a question or you want to share a hot take, get it in. Hashtag Eagles or send in a super chat. You can also be the first person to send in a super chat in 2024. And if you're ready to talk birds, I need you to hit that thumbs up icon and like the video. And as people venture in here, make sure you like the stream. More people that we get to like the show, the more people that will find us and the better that the show will be. So continue to like the video and we'll get the official show started. Bird gang. We got a lot of Cowboys fans in the chat. So if we get more likes, the Cowboys fans will leave because exactly. the Eagles fans will start showing up. Let's drown the Cowboy fans out. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! That should get the people pumped up. 100 people watching live. We're up to 32 likes. Let's get the 50 because I know the bosses are watching right now. And they're saying, Eagles fans, they always talk about being loud, proud, and passionate. We want you to be loud, proud, and passionate right now. All right, we have four segments to get to. Let's waste no further time. Plenty to talk about with this football team right now. And the official show starts right now. The biggest storyline in Philadelphia right now. A.J. Brown's interview. It lasted about 13 minutes in front of his locker room at the NovaCare Complex. It was raw. It was honest. It was candid. And it was real. And we're going to go through some of the most telling quotes during that interview today because this is a major development potentially in the Eagles' 2023 season. The Eagles' star wide receiver meeting with the media for the first time in a couple of weeks. And I thought it was really transparent and it was important to happen. He also addressed his entire team and apologized for his bad body language and his actions. Before we take a look and dissect all of this, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Before Sunday's regular season finale against the New York Giants, can we get the 70,000 subscribers? We are 689 people away, and what you get is coverage every single day on the birds that's informative, entertaining, and insightful, and it also involves you, the fan, because this is a forum for you to share your knowledge of this football team as well. So in this A.J. Brown interview today, he addressed a couple of really pressing topics. That includes the coaching staff, Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni. The play calling from Brian Johnson. His actions and his body language and how he was able to speak with the team and apologize for how he's carried himself 
as a team captain. And the early takeaways from the media members who were there, and I don't think that this is hyperbolic to say, some people were saying this may have saved the Philadelphia Eagles season because they felt the tension relieved in the Eagles locker room. And as Philadelphia's lost four out of five games, there's been a lot of pressure and a lot of tension. They also said that it was some of the most professional interviewing that had happened and one of the best interviews from a professional athlete during a time of adversity that they had ever seen. So those takeaways coming up, but first, got to give a shout-out to Factor Meals, the sponsor for today's show. Get 50% off, factormeals.com slash eagleschat50. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so that you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning, and it sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered straight to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, to all my homies out there, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart all of your resolutions. Skip the overpriced takeout trap. Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. With these chef-crafted restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door, you're going to be able to eat good and feel good as well. So pick your pre-made meals. They are prepped and cooked to perfection. All you have to do, heat them up and enjoy them. They're ready in a couple of minutes. I had one last night. It was delicious. Factormeals.com slash EaglesChat50. To what A.J. Brown had to say, we're going to kind of go quote for quote here during the show on not speaking with the media. What was the explanation? He said, I didn't speak with the media because I didn't want to be negative. We were already going through a tough time. And like I said, I was raised, if I had nothing nice to say, I'm not going to say anything. Everything I do or say, I'm classified as a monster. That last line there and that last sentence, pretty honest and telling for a player of this caliber to kind of explain how he's been feeling. And that's really the theme of what A.J. Brown was talking about during this entire interview and how he carried himself. And what I think is important is how players rave about A.J. Brown as well as his teammates. He's a team captain. They say that he's a team leader. He set up a team meeting for all of the captains last week to try to get everybody on the right page because everything has been off over the last few weeks during this losing skid. And for A.J. Brown and the entire Eagles team, when things go right in Philly, an amazing place to play. The passion is unmatched. And that passion is part of the reason why it can be a tough place to play. Because when things go poorly, the sky is falling like it has been in the city of brotherly love, and everything is micro-analyzed. And I think that's what A.J. Brown is talking about when he says, I become a monster, when everything kind of is micro-analyzed with what I say, and people make me out to be somebody who I'm not, and they look at my body language and they cast me out to be the problem. Speaking of that body language, here's what A.J. Brown had to say about that. Everybody in this locker room is frustrated. Why are you singling me out? Because I'm shaking my head. I'm showing emotion. Look at everybody in the stadium. They were frustrated. And of course, I'm upset that my guy Devontae Smith got banged up on that third and long. And that's when the camera panned to A.J. Brown 
and he was shaking his head. Now, he didn't get targeted on that critical drive. I'd be frustrated too, and then he sees his teammate get hurt. That sucks as well. It's a fair point from a player's point of view. When the Eagles don't play well, even if they're sporting a really good record, they get booed by the fan base. And what does the broadcast like to do to add to the juicy storylines and to promote some of the drama? Because keep in mind, this is an entertainment product. Fox, CBS, ESPN, NBC, whatever network is broadcasting these games, when things don't go right, they pan to the Mad Eagles fans, especially the lady who I absolutely love the emotion from Sunday where she's like, what are you doing on that final drive? So for A.J. Brown, yeah, he's frustrated, but he's also sharing the feelings of all the other fans, 70,000 deep at Lincoln Financial Field. So I see where he's coming from there. Now, I've said here on the show, I think that he can carry himself in a little bit of a better manner. He's wearing the C on his chest. He's a captain for this football team, and people look at a player like that to lead, and when they see body language from arguably their best player this year, that can be a little bit contagious. Here's what A.J. Brown had to say about offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. If one man goes the wrong way one inch, the play is over. That's what happens, and that's what happened the last drive. Brian is getting crucified for that play call. If somebody goes to the left and they block a certain person, it's a 30-yard touchdown. That's why this is the greatest game that there is. A.J. Brown is not the only leader on this Eagles team who is defending the play calling on that final drive. Jason Kelsey actually didn't have a problem with it at all. He said that on the New Heights podcast with his brother Travis Kelsey. And we know that football is a game of execution. And that's part of the reason why I love the game of football, whether it's high school, which I covered to start my broadcasting career, whether it's college and I covered Penn State when I was working at WNEP or the NFL right now. The synergy and the symmetry and everybody being on the same page, 11 men doing their job, it's one of the beautiful things about the game of football. And if one player misses their assignment, the whole play can go to shit. And that's what A.J. Brown is alluding to right there. My thoughts on Brian Johnson, I think that his situational play calling hasn't been great. In crunch time at moments, I think he's failed in some areas that are somewhat glaring. And I think all throughout this year, he's been too inconsistent of a play caller. Keep in mind that this is Nick Sirianni's offense. So Nick Sirianni has fingerprints on this offense. He's partially to blame. And Brian Johnson probably has a collection of play calls that he can call in any given moment. But in some of the critical situations of a game, I'm like, Brian Johnson, what are you calling here? Why are you going away from the run? Why aren't you sticking with your strengths? And overall, all year, why have the Eagles gone away from their physical and balanced offensive attack, which is what made them dangerous last year, where they beat you up at the line of scrimmage, they ran over you and through you, which then set up some of the explosive plays, which are lacking this year. But for all of the criticism that Brian Johnson has gotten, as well as Nick Sirianni, Seagulls offense has still been statistically pretty impressive. They have two 1,000-yard receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. First time that two wide receivers have gone more than 1,000 yards in back-to-back -back years. They also have a 1,000-yard rusher in DeAndre Swift, who eclipsed 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. 
And then you look at where the Eagles offense ranks among all 32 teams in the NFL. They're 7th in points per game, 8th in yards per game, 6th in points per play, 2nd and 3rd down percentage. They're 7th in touchdowns per game. A lot of the anger for this fan base should be directed toward the defense. That's partially on Howie Roseman, and it's also on Sean Desai, Matt Patricia, and the lack of players and dudes on that side of the ball. They're awful at linebacker. They're not great at safety. They're 29th in points per game, 23rd in yards per game, 27th in points per play, 30th, third down percentage, and while the Eagles are 7th in scoring three touchdowns per game offensively, the Eagles' defense is giving up three touchdowns per game defensively, which ranks 29th in the NFL too. So the Eagles' defense hasn't really been doing the Eagles' offense that many favors. As far as A.J. Brown being frustrated with his usage, I'm not sure if he's frustrated with that. I know that on yesterday's show, we talked about how much he was targeted and the numbers that he put up in the first eight games as compared to the last eight games of the season. And he was on pace for more than 2,000 receiving yards with the way that he was operating the first half of the year. But it's still been a pretty good season for A.J. Brown. I think he's just really frustrated after hearing that interview today with the team feeling, failing to reach a standard, with everybody not doing their job, and this entire team collectively not reaching their potential of greatness. He has 49 fewer receiving yards this year, but more catches, 105 to 88, more targets this year, 155 to 147, more first downs, 70 to 59, more yards per game, 90 to 88, higher catching percentage, touchdowns are down 11 to 7, and the yards per catch are down from 17 to just under 14. So the explosive nature of this Eagles offense has affected A.J. Brown specifically as well. Now, who is to blame for the Eagles offensive struggles this year? Really want to hear from you in the comment section because we do value your feedback. NS for Nick Sirianni or BJ for Brian Johnson. You can also type P for the players because today A.J. Brown said it's on the players. And here's what A.J. Brown had to say about Nick Sirianni. He takes up for us and stands up for us when it has nothing to do with him. Just like Brian Johnson, they get the wrong end of the stick when it's on us. I can tell you that there may be things that Nick Sirianni probably wants to fix about himself, but one thing I can respect, loyalty is not one of them. I say that because he takes up for it when it has nothing to do with him, and he gets the blame. That comes with this job, but the coaches played zero snaps this year. It's not the coaches, it is us. And the Eagles' sloppiness, it is partially on Nick Sirianni. It's on this coaching staff, which has been lacking in that department all throughout this year. It's also on the players, though. Some of these back-breaking penalties, it comes down to the players doing the wrong thing. So the penalties and the execution, it could be on the players as well. A.J. Brown also had something interesting to say about what happened in that Seahawks game. He said Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown tried to freelance on that last play, and that's why Nick Sirianni said that, yeah, we tried to get the P.I. call downfield, which I thought didn't make any sense at the time. He said it because he was sticking up for A.J. Brown as well as Jalen Hurts. So that's the respect that he's getting from this locker room. And for A.J. Brown to say that, it sounds like Nick Sirianni has not lost this locker room. Here's what A.J. finally said on the Eagles' outlook as we round out with this. We're right there. All this freaking adversity, we're right there. That's what happens when you're trying to get to the next step. Gravity pulls against you, 
Everything pulls against you, and I think we're going to fight through it, push through it, and be fine. We got the right people in this locker room. We're going to get it right. And what we've been saying all year, I know that you, just like me, we're tired of hearing the word execution. We're tired of hearing the what-ifs. But what if the Eagles put it all together? What if in the playoffs they can string together a couple of playoff performances in which they don't turn it over? There aren't dumbass penalties. The communication is better. The explosive plays return. They become a more creative and balanced offense. And they play solid from minute one to minute 60. With all that talent, tough team to beat, although that defense, it's sketchy as heck. Three road playoff games could be tough for Philadelphia if they do have to go on the road for all three of those playoff games to make it back to the Super Bowl. But it is doable because the talent and the playoff experience is there for the Birds. So I've been worried about this team. But with everything that A.J. Brown said today, it feels like the weight has been lifted off this team a little bit, and I even feel less pressure in talking about this team. So what do you think? Can this interview turn the season around? Sounds silly, but something like this needed to happen to address some of the awkwardness. Why for yes and for no. Don't forget to subscribe, and as always, thanks for watching the show. Elijah Stovall, $10 Super Chat. Do any of the Cowgirl players even know let alone have a VHS player to see what a Super Bowl is. I love it, man. It's been damn near 30 years. And I was looking. I was at AT&T Stadium on Friday night for the Cotton Bowl, Ohio State, Missouri. Went with producer Chip. It was a really good time, even though the game was a little bit off because Ohio State was barely recognizable. And Chip and I looked at the Super Bowl banners, 92, 93, and 95. And we were like, how great is it that the Cowboys haven't won since then? It's glorious. And can you imagine, conversely, if the Eagles were able to beat the Chiefs? You know, if the Eagles were able to beat the Patriots in that 2004 Super Bowl, they'd have three to their name. And winning multiple Super Bowls, that right there is a huge deal. All right, our Super Chat menu. Fun fact, Chase. In my entire lifetime, I've never seen them win a meaningful football game. Yeah. 25 years. Never Which seen is it. nuts. It's crazy to think about. Never seen it. Not even once. Also, you're a young bull. I am. Uh, super chat menu, Elijah with the $10 super chat. That's a mini eagle shot. $20, I'll do 20 push-ups. 50 for a shotgun. And if we get to 100 total, I'm doing an eagle's mug chug. So thank you to the real one and one of our super chat MVPs, Elijah, for sending in that $10 super chat right there. That is the first super chat on Eagles Now of the 2024 new year. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about Nick Sirianni, segment number two on the rise. According to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter, Nick Sirianni is safe and he is not going to get fired. A lot of thoughts on that, and I know the fans want to speak up in the comment section, so feel free to do that because a lot of people have been fed up with this football team this year, and they think that it all starts and ends with Nick Sirianni, but I'm going to tell everybody why they need to relax. We're going to take a look at what Adam Schefter had to say, and I'm going to explain some of the good things that Sirianni has done, but the adjustments and the changes that he does need to make. First, today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks. If you're into playing daily fantasy sports and you haven't downloaded the Prize Picks app yet, uh, app yet, you're making a huge mistake, and the Prize Picks app 
has the best deal that any DFS app has to offer, a $100 deposit match at prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use the code CLNS. What that means is you put in $100, you get $100 back, and you can play Daily Fantasy. The selections that we like going into Week 18, Bijan Robinson has been missing over the last couple of weeks for the Atlanta Falcons. He's had a pretty solid rookie year. If the Eagles were to have drafted him, I think he would have had a much better year. But we're going to go less than 66 and a half rushing yards, also going up against a pretty solid Saints defense. And then the Cowboys are playing for the NFC East title on the road against the Commanders. More than 99 and a half receiving yards for C.D. Lamb. I know he's a Cowboy, but he's been having a great year. That feels like a given. So prizepicks.com slash CLNS, code CLNS for that $100 deposit match. That link is available for you down in the comment section as well as in the description of this video. So is Nick Sirianni safe? Is he off the hot seat? Or did a hot seat never exist? This is what Adam Schefter had to say on 97.5 The Fanatic this week. I don't think that they are firing Nick Sirianni. I do think there will be changes. His assistants. We've already begun to see them. There will be more. They aren't going to stand pat. That's not the way that the Philadelphia Eagles do things. But they've gone to the playoffs in three of three years. You're not firing a coach that has gone to the playoffs every year that he has coached the team. Look, everybody watching right now, I get that things are ugly. And Nick Sirianni is partially to blame for the Eagles turning it over, bad communication issues, countless penalties for this Eagles offense being erratic, not creative enough, old school, and at times looking like a high school offense. But the thought of firing Nick Sirianni, given how much he's won in Philadelphia so far, what he's accomplished, I think it's just too soon. Now, if things are ugly next year, we can have that conversation. But this year, let's wait to see what Philadelphia is able to do in the playoffs. I posted a poll on our community tab right here on Eagles Now because I had some people come up to me in the chat sports office, and I'm one of the only people from Philadelphia. And a lot of people don't understand the intensity and the passion of this city. And my buddy Harrison Graham, who covers the Chicago Bears, he said, I've never seen a fan base melt down like Eagles fans are melting down right now. Keep in mind, he's covering the Bears. They've been a bad team for a really, really long time. The Eagles, really since the turn of 2000, have been a well-run organization that's had a lot of success. Seven NFC Championship games and three Super Bowl appearances. They've won the second most playoff games in the NFL since 2000 behind the New England Patriots. So I wanted to post this poll for him to show him. Eagles fans are not messing around. They are fired up. And I posted this question. Do you want the Eagles to fire Nick Sirianni? And as of right now, 8,500 votes 60% no, 40% yes, but that 40% yes is pretty damn high considering what Sirianni has done with the Eagles. Rookie year, year one of a rebuild, birds go 9-8, and eight. they started 2-5, and five. they started off as a pass-happy team. Sirianni was the play caller, he gave up his play calling duties, I thought that that was being cognizant of what was happening with the Eagles offense and a smart move. Hands it over to Shane Steichen, who did great work with Justin Herbert, ended up doing great work with Jalen Hurts, and now he's crushing it with the Indianapolis Colts. And the Eagles in the process 
go from a pass-happy team to a run-heavy team. They change their identity to fit their personnel. Part of the job of a coach. And then last year, yes, Howie Roseman did a great job in compiling all the talent on this Eagles roster. But the Eagles had a special, magical season. 14-3, and number one seed in the NFC. They won an NFC championship, and they should have won the Super Bowl. And how often do we see Super Bowl hangovers? This year, the Eagles were able to kind of avoid that a little bit. They got off to a 10-1 start. Things haven't looked the same, and they definitely haven't been as easy as they were last year. And some of the problems that have risen concern me because Sirianni prides himself on fundamentals and the team being in sync, ball security, good coaching, player development, and some of the things have been missing this year. But it's almost as if if the Eagles just had an awful 2023 year and they were a bad football team, everybody would just chalk it up as a Super Bowl hangover and the pressure on Nick Sirianni would be less as compared to the expectations being sky high after that 10-1 start. Yes, they've lost 4 of 5, but they're still playoff bound. And what if they go on another run here? What are people going to be saying about Nick Sirianni? I also thought it was telling that after those reports that A.J. Brown was frustrated with Sirianni and this coaching staff, he said on Wednesday in a very open, honest, raw, and real interview, we ride with Nick Sirianni as well as Brian Johnson. He said the coaches haven't played any snaps. It's on us, and we simply haven't executed. He also explained how Nick Sirianni made himself look dumb by defending Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown for the final play against the Seattle Seahawks, where A.J. Brown said in that interview that Hurts and Brown kind of freestyled a little bit, and that's what caused Nick Sirianni to defend them by saying, we were playing for the pass interference call, which, if that was true, would have made no sense at all. So for Sirianni to go to bat and go to war for his players, that's what you want in a coach, and Nick Sirianni has been able to do that. A.J. Brown even commended him for doing that and said, not all coaches do that. And yes, this Eagles offense has struggled in 2023 as we flip the page of 2024. But this has still been a pretty productive offensive unit, and Sirianni does have his fingerprints on this offense. Like, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both had 1,000 yards at that wide receiver spot, and DeAndre Swift, for the first time in his career, surpassed 1,000 yards rushing. And I think a lot of the blame for the Eagles' struggles this year have been the defense. They can't get off the field. They're not doing the offense any favors at all. And even with this Eagles offense struggling and not being the same unit, 7th in points per game, 8th in yards per game, 6th in points per play, which is actually better than they were last year, 2nd and 3rd down percentage, 7th in touchdowns per game. Defense, though, you look at the numbers to your right of the screen, they have been dreadful and one of the worst units, not just in the NFL this year, but in the history of the NFL. And look, don't get me wrong. Like, I get being critical of the head coach. Totally get it. The coaching staff deserves plenty of criticism here. And Sirianni did hire Brian Johnson, who a lot of you don't like, and I'm not sure he's going to be back. And he did hire Sean Desai. But the Eagles offense has still produced solid numbers against tougher teams. And with that 10-1 start, everything was kind of working well up until the gauntlet of the schedule, where I think the Eagles have just looked like a tired and worn-down team after playing for the Super Bowl in February. How Sirianni can improve, again, I will be critical of him 
And I've said all of this on the show ad nauseum, and we've had some really good breakdowns. Need more offensive creativity. I want to see more pre-snap motion. I need to see better communication in getting plays in and the right personnel packages in. I want to see Nick Sirianni and this Eagles offense have an answer for some of these zero blitzes because the lack of answers for zero blitzes is confounding and mind-numbing. And Nick Sirianni at times, while I like his authenticity, and I think he's a perfect fit for Philadelphia, which is crazy that so many people want him fired because he's peak Philadelphia, has to do a better job of keeping his emotions in check at times because sometimes with how the team acts, it operates off of how the coach carries himself. Going back to point number four here, an answer for zero blitzes. Jalen Hurts has been zero blitzed more than any quarterback in the National Football League this year, 56 times. Second most quarterback, 44 times. Hertz's EPA per play, expected points added, it's basically the war version for football against the zero blitz, minus .32. That ranks 30th in the NFL. So when I say I want answers for some of these zero blitzes, a hot route, a bubble screen, a tight end screen, something to make Jalen Hurts' life a little bit easier. And maybe Hurts, on that same note, can do a better job of identifying that blitz. So we round out the segment with this. Should Sirianni's job be safe? I'm typing S for safe right now. Or is he on the hot seat? Type H for hot seat. You share with us how you're feeling about the Eagles head coach and let us know. See what the people are saying. Cool Reigns, Joan, Andrew Nathan, Safe, David B. Said hot seat. Earth. What's up, Earth? Safe. Jose, safe. Erica Jones, safe. Reed Barkus, typing safe. I'll tell Chip that you were watching the show, Reed. Trissy Trace is in the building today. There's Dez215. Appreciate the Instagram message. I said that a little bit earlier. I get that he is probably hyped because he is hyped for his team. Who knows? They could win or lose. But, of course, after never winning to talk so much smack about our birds on Eagles now, it's just insane to me. Oh, are you uh, talking about a, a hater in the chat? Yeah, there was a Cowboys fan that was telling one of our guys to – one of the – Dragon, he says he's from Serbia. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And he goes, stay in Serbia. The Cowboys are coming for you. And I was like, yeah, you're out of here, bud. What, <laughs> what an idiot. Loser. Peter Thurman, our legend, said Sirianni should be safe as well. China said neither. So what is it then, China? China. Wait, I heard it wrong. Safe. Okay, China, I got you. China. All right, mailbag coming up. Ask a question or share a hot take or send in a super chat. Hashtag Eagles or a super chat on the show. Our super chat menu pretty damn good. You send in the $10 super chat. We'll do some mini Eagle shots. We'll show it to you again. All super chats get a shout out. We've only had one come in from Elijah. Elijah. $10, many eagle shots. $20, I'll do 20 push-ups. 50 for a shotgun, 100 total. I'm chugging out of the eagle's mug. No, the Serbian guy was an Eagles fan. So it's not America's team and not the worldwide team. It's the Eagles who are the worldwide team. All right, some Eagles injury news to get to next. Segment number three of four. Let's get it. 
Some significant and major Eagles injury news going into this Week 18 regular season finale against the New York Giants. And it's also going to impact the Birds going into the NFL playoffs as well. Before we take a look at some injury updates on Devontae Smith, Darius Slay, Zach Cunningham, and the meaning of them, make sure you subscribe to the show. Here on Eagles Now, we give you daily shows on the Birds and we cover the latest news, rumors, and analysis. So hit that subscribe button and as always, Go Birds! Let's begin with Devontae Smith. This is great news right here. Avoided a major injury in the fourth quarter this past week. Left the stadium in a walking boot and on crutches. He was out of the boot and off crutches this week with no limp and in good spirits. He was not on the practice field on Wednesday as he tries to recover from this injury. And he got rolled up on trying to pass block on that third and 19 on that awfully conservative drive where the Eagles recovered the onside kick. Had an opportunity, I thought, to really dust the game away, and they could not. But again, the good news here looks as though Devontae Smith avoided a major injury, and according to Nick Sirianni, he might be able to play on Sunday against the Giants. Nick Sirianni has said so many times, this is one of the toughest players on our football team. I'm just surprised that... By the look of the injury, him leaving the link after that loss to the Cardinals in a boot and on crutches that he might be able to return for Week 18. Smitty even said, if I can play in a football game, I'm going to play. It requires a lot to keep me out. So I do love his toughness because he only stands at 6 feet, 170 pounds. He is nicknamed the skinny Batman, yet he plays a lot bigger than his size. And for everybody saying, why are you using him as a downfield blocker? I actually think one of the important jobs of a wide receiver is to block to help out your teammates. And for Smitty as a wide receiver, another great year. Rookie year, he was awesome. Year two, more than a thousand yards and actually set the record for the most receptions for an Eagles wide receiver in franchise history. Year one, set the record for the most yards for an Eagles rookie wide receiver. And here in 2023, 81 grabs, more than 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns, and brings that explosive element to the Eagles offense as well. And what he brings to this team and why the Eagles would have missed him if he was out for an extended period of time, route running technician. Beautiful footwork. You can really tell that he works intently on his craft. He's slippery in the open field. I want to see the Eagles offense get a little bit more creative on some crossers, some routes underneath to find a way to get him the football because he's so dynamic and picking up yards after the catch, making you miss, but also with that pull-away speed. Some good vertical speed, too. I like his versatility because he can play outside wide out or in the slot, and then his toughness. He is a willing blocker. He can go up to catch some of those 50-50 balls. He plays a lot bigger than his slight frame. In the big picture, either way, looks like Smith will be healthy enough to play in the wild card round. And when the Eagles lost that game against the Cardinals, I thought it was pretty noteworthy that Ray Dinger said it might be the worst Eagles loss in the last, like, half century. And I'm like, wow, that's really saying something right now. It felt ugly. It looked ugly. The Eagles' effort, the Eagles' execution was awful. And then on top of that, salt in the wound with... One of the Eagles' top playmakers in Devontae Smith may be being significantly injured, but looks as though he's going to be with this team maybe in Week 18 or in that wild card round, and it just helps out this Eagles' offense, which needs to get back on track. So predict the score in Week 18 between the Eagles and the Giants. There are so many teams across the NFL that are sitting 
their quarterbacks as well as their starters. Nick Sirianni, I don't think, is going to do that, nor has he alluded to that because he knows the Eagles need to catch fire and need to catch a rhythm. Get those score predictions in for this game at MetLife Stadium. More to get to on the Eagles injury front with Darius Slay and Zach Cunningham, but first, we got to get to our sponsor, Factor. This deal, one of the best deals that we've ever had to offer our viewers. 50% off using the code EaglesChat50. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so that you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered straight to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. You can get the honey and mustard chicken, the red chili pork tamale bowl, chicken and mushroom. Dish is also really good. You can get some red meat in there as well. Southwest ground beef and rice. The options are limitless. Good veggies as well. Sponsored by Factor is today's show. 50% off using that code EaglesChat50. You pick your pre-made meals. They're prepped and cooked to perfection. You heat them up and you enjoy them. Now let's segue to Darius Slay. Said there's a chance that he could play against the Giants. He's been out since that week 15 going into the Seahawks game because he underwent arthroscopic knee surgery on an issue that he said has been bothering him for quite some time. And he even was transparent and honest and said, I think it's important for our starters to play against the Giants so that we can get some good vibes going and good momentum going going into this wild card matchup, which looks to be against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If they lose, maybe the New Orleans Saints or the Atlanta Falcons. Here's that quote from Big Play Slay on Week 18. We need to go into the playoffs with good momentum. I know everybody's worried about their bodies, but on this team, everybody knows in their hearts, like, hey, we got to go out there and play a complete clean game when that stuff is just executing. And when Slay does come back, whether it's Week 18 or it's in that wild card round, defensive play caller Matt Patricia is going to have a decision to make. Do you bench James Bradbury, or do you have James Bradbury on the outside with Darius Slay on the outside opposite of him, or do you go with one of the younger players in Keely Ringo or Eli Ricks? Yes, they're inexperienced, but if they're playing better football than James Bradbury, I think you got to go with the better player right there. So I'm interested to see what Matt Patricia will do. Also, word to Matt Patricia, stop putting Hassan Reddick back in coverage. It makes no sense. Slay in 2023, overall pro football focus grade of 68.4. That's not bad. That's in the green, according to PFF. Coverage grade of 68.6. He has two picks, a passer rating allowed of 82.3 and then 14 pass breakups. That ties the amount of pass breakups that he had last year when he was a much better player, I thought, but still noteworthy there with those 14 PBUs. As for Zach Cunningham, I think this Eagles team has missed him when he's been out. They've had to reshuffle the decks or the chairs on the deck at that linebacker spot. They've really not had a lot of continuity at linebacker, at safety, at corner all year because so many people have been in and out of the lineup because of injuries. Zach Cunningham, though, when he has played, has been a pretty pleasant surprise. He's second on the team in tackles with 80 behind Reed Blankenship. And I think he's been solid in coverage, not bad against the run. 
And if you have that linebacking tandem of Zach Cunningham and Shaq Leonard, who played pretty solid two weeks ago against the Giants, against the Cardinals, though, not that good, but nobody on that defense played well, nor could anybody stop the run, then I think that's a better linebacking core, which could be better against the run and the pass and what we've seen and been accustomed to seeing from the Eagles linebacking core this year. A reason to be optimistic going into the playoffs the similarity between the Ravens in 2012 and the Eagles in 2023. The Ravens late in the year made a coordinator change. The Eagles late in the year made a coordinator change as well, going from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia. And the path for the Ravens, very similar to the path of the Philadelphia Eagles, which is pretty crazy when you kind of look at both of the teams side by side. The 2023 Eagles got off to a really good start. So too did the Ravens. And the 2023 Birds, Week 12, win in overtime. Loss against the Niners, blowout fashion. Loss against the Cowboys, blowout fashion. Then a heartbreaker of a loss in Week 15 against Seattle. Week 16, they beat the New York Giants. And then they lose again. And the sky is falling. Everything's falling apart for Philadelphia, but the 2012 Ravens actually had a pretty identical path where they also struggled late in the year. Also of note, they were trying to rally around Ray Lewis that year. Hopefully the Eagles are trying to rally around Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, as well as Jason Kelsey. Look at this 2012 Ravens team for how they ended the year. Week 12, a win in overtime, then the exact same results, three straight losses, a win in week 16, and then they ended the year with four out of five games in which they suffered a defeat. They caught fire in the playoffs. Joe Flacco was lighting it up. Can the Eagles do the same? I'm fascinated to see. What do you think? Your level of confidence in the birds to make a deep playoff run. Scale it for me from 1 to 100. 1, not confident at all. 100, very confident. We're going to round out the live show with the mailbag. So get those questions in. Guys, make sure you use hashtag Eagles or Super Chat. So that way you can get up on the show. We, want, we only have a few questions. If we don't have more questions, we can't do the mailbag. And we want to hear from you and talk with you guys. So use hashtag Eagles or Super Chat to skip the line. Super Chat, guaranteed to be on the show. You send in a question, we'll also do our best to get you on the show. Hashtag Eagles or send in a Super Chat. We've got one super chat so far. $10, we're taking some mini eagle shots here out of the mini eagle shot glass. Thanks to producer Jeremy Chugs for getting me this long time ago. All right, we ready? All right, Eagles mailbag coming up. Let's do it. Welcome into today's Philadelphia Eagles now by Chat Sports. I'm Chase Senior on the rundown for today, discussing the latest happenings around the Eagles with the fan base. So we're taking some questions from our subscribers, and we begin with the real one right here in Elijah Stovall, sending in a $10 super chat. Do any of the Cowgirl players even know, let alone have a VHS player, to see what a Super Bowl is? 
This is what cracks me up about Cowboys fans, but also the national media, that every year they think that the Dallas Cowboys are the team to beat in the NFC. And now everybody's back on the Cowboys train after that thrilling win against the Detroit Lions in which they shouldn't have even won that football game. And still, Mike McCarthy had awful clock management in that game in the fourth quarter. He's too busy calling plays. He can't manage the game. And even when he wasn't the play caller and Kellen Moore was, I thought that he was extremely lacking in the game management department. Until the Cowboys are able to prove that they can win in a big game, in a big spot, I will not buy in to the Dallas Cowboys. I was at AT&T Stadium last week for the Cotton Bowl, and I looked at some of their Super Bowl banners. They won in 92, they won in 93, they won in 95. They have not been back to the NFC Championship game since then. This year, they've been awful on the road. They've only beaten three teams with the winning record. On grass, they're also not a good squad. And if the Eagles can get a rematch with Dallas in the playoffs, I'd love to see it because I want to see that team choke again on their own throw-up. In Cusio, should we trade James Bradbury for an all-right player or a draft pick? Unfortunately, Aiden, while I love your profile picture, James Bradbury has no value. And James Bradbury is not going to net you a quality player or a good draft pick. He has gotten very slow, and he became seemingly washed overnight. I know that he didn't have a good game in the Super Bowl against Juju Smith-Schuster, and that's not just because of the holding call, which I thought was borderline and shouldn't have been called in that spot. I thought the Philadelphia Eagles were going to be able to march down the field, and Jalen Hurts is going to be able to have a game-winning drive in the Super Bowl. If the Eagles got the ball back, I will never get over it, and I still haven't watched highlights in depth on that Eagles Super Bowl loss. I just can't do it. It's too hard. But James Bradbury, while the idea of trading him away is good, to clear yourself of that money that you paid him in free agency, I don't think he has a lot of value at all because he just hasn't played good football this year. Um, what the Eagles could do, they can move forward with the young guns and Eli Ricks and Keely Ringo. They could also use a draft pick and a high draft pick on an upper echelon corner to start rebuilding that secondary a little bit, knowing that Darius Slay is also getting a little bit older too. Today's Eagles Now, by the way, is sponsored by Factor Meals. Get 50% off using the code EaglesChat50 with Factor Meals. America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Everything is delivered straight to your door in a cooling box. You can pick your pre-made meals. They are prepped and cooked to perfection. You heat them up and you enjoy them. These are dietitian approved nutritious meals that are guaranteed to make your life a lot easier because you're not going to have to spend all of that time prepping as well as just everything that comes along with cooking, fatigue, chopping stuff up, cleaning stuff up. My running streak at this point is closing in on about 240 days. And in order for me to run every single day, I need good sleep. I also need to be able to put quality food into my body. And I'm able to do that with Factor. So factormeals.com slash eagleschat50, 50% off using that link in that promo code. All that information, because we care about you, is available down in the comment section and in the description of this video. Andrew Nathan, a couple of years ago, the Rams were lacking depth 
They hit up Eric Weddle for a playoff push. And with their injuries at linebacker, would you kick the tires on Mac Malcolm Jenkins as a box safety and linebacker role? Andrew, it's funny that you say that because last year when C.J. Gardner-Johnson went down, I was beating the drum for Malcolm Jenkins. But then he did this interview where he revealed that the New Orleans Saints owned his contractual rights and he didn't think that New Orleans was going to let him go. Now that we're another year removed from Malcolm Jenkins playing, it's been two years now, I think it's a little bit late. Like Eric Weddle had just recently retired and then he joined the Rams and ended up actually playing a lot during that Super Bowl run and he played really well. If this was a year ago, I would have been all in. I love Jenkins as an eagle. He's an iconic bird forever, Super Bowl champion, all-time leader, and I love this versatility too. Box safety linebacker role, and his durability really was insane. He rarely missed a snap, let alone games, while in the Eagles uniform. I just think it's a little bit too late for that, but it's certainly a fascinating conversation to have. M1 Frank Gaming, $10 donation. And during our live show, we did say, any $10 super chat that comes in, we're doing some mini eagle shots. So cheers to you, M1 Frank Gaming. If we're one and done and our vets retire, I don't see Nick Sirianni lasting. This team isn't passing any eye tests right now. We have too much talent to be playing like this. Thoughts? Yeah, I agree. And the coaching this year has been lackluster in a couple of different categories. I also think the players have really let the coaches down with penalties, with turning it over, lack of ball security. I do want to see a little bit more offensive creativity, and I've been beating the drum for that over the last few weeks, really during all of these Eagles struggles, losing four of five. What I do like is some of the adjustments that I've seen. Eagles pitching the ball back to DeAndre Swift from out of center, running some plays and passes from under center, more pre-snap motion. That tells me that Sirianni was hearing the noise a little bit. You do make an interesting point that if you lose some of the key veterans in this locker room, a Brandon Graham, a Fletcher Cox, a Jason Kelsey, who really keep this team and this culture intact, what happens when you lose those leaders? Younger players have to step up, and if the younger players don't really get along and jive with Nick Sirianni, that can be an issue. But also at the same time, Nick Sirianni's a younger coach, and A.J. Brown in that interview this week, I thought some of the quotes that he relayed to the media about his relationship with A.J. Brown, his loyalty, or his relationship with Nick Sirianni, rather, uh, and the loyalty, and how he stands up for players, and how it's on the players for why the Eagles have been playing poorly. I think you take stock in that. I really do. And for Jordan Mailata and Brandon Graham to say that, the, we, that Nick Sirianni has not lost this locker room, when the veterans speak out like that, I think that goes to show you the temperature in that locker room. But the vibes have been off. Hopefully that A.J. Brown interview uh, is able to relieve some of the bad vibes that we've seen. If you're subscribed to us here on Eagles now, I want you to give me a real one down below. How many real ones do we have watching the program here today? If you're subscribed, you watch the show, type real one in the chat because we certainly appreciate all of your support here on the show. David Marcella, what position should we focus on next year? You know, the more and more that we get removed from the draft a couple of years ago, the more and more you wonder, what if the Eagles took Kyle Hamilton over Jordan Davis? They leapfrogged to get Jordan Davis. 
And Kyle Hamilton has ended up turning into one of the best safeties in the NFL. What's a huge question mark? Safety. I would look at safety opposite of Reed Blankenship. Is Howie Roseman finally going to address the linebacker spot? That would be great. You address linebacker. You address safety. You address corner, although I like Keely Ringo and Eli Ricks and what they've been able to do, and I'm a believer in their long-term talent. You can't get enough corners in this league, especially at a position like that of importance in a pass-happy league. Maybe you get a better wide receiver three to pair alongside Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. You're good at tight end. Maybe you start to develop some younger offensive linemen as well. You're not sure what the future is of Jason Kelsey. He even said he hasn't made a decision yet. I'd be surprised if he walks away if the Eagles go out early in the playoffs because I feel like he knows that he's leaving meat on the bone. Maybe a future Lane Johnson replacement, even though he got his contract extended and restructured a little bit. All those position groups, though, I'm looking at those. What do y'all think? You let me know. Reed Barkus, what is the Eagles' biggest struggle going into the playoffs? The defense. The defense stinks. And we have a partnership with Amazon Alexa. And on our Amazon Alexa, all you have to do is say, Amazon, play the Philadelphia Eagles two-minute drill. For game previews, Amazon, play the Philadelphia Eagles blitz. And you'll see me with a couple of videos per week on Amazon devices. But I was breaking down some numbers for this Eagles defense. And the secondary read is the biggest concern. Because you're going to be going up against some solid quarterbacks in the playoffs. Are you going to be able to stop anybody? You look at some of these numbers here. Over the last six games, the Eagles have given up 119 points in the second half alone. That's close to 20 points per game in the second half. Since week 12, the Eagles are giving up 31.5 points per game, almost 399 yards, and are giving up 52% on third downs. That ranks 31st among 32 teams in the NFL. Coming up on Sunday, if the Eagles give up two passing touchdowns, they'll set the record for the most passing touchdowns given up by a team that has made the playoffs in league history. How do the Eagles fix it? Brandon Graham says they're close. But nothing tells me that this Eagles defense is actually close because they've been so bad that I think it requires massive changes. And I know everybody wants to pile on Matt Patricia. Keep in mind that he's running Sean Desai's defense and not his own. But Matt Patricia also got pantsed as a defensive mind with the Lions when he was the head coach and in Super Bowl 52 against Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. But how do you get better better communication in the secondary? A lot of players I've heard didn't really like Sean Desai's coverages because they were unnecessarily confusing. But you have to have better communication, better on the back end. you got to be able to tackle better because the Eagles were awful tackling against the Cardinals. Um, you got to be better against the run. Patricia said it starts and ends there. you got to get to the quarterback, man. Eagles haven't been able to get to the quarterback this year. They had 70 sacks last year. And this year, nothing even close. So the biggest concern, biggest struggle, this Eagles defense. Will the Eagles win a playoff game? That is a pressing question right now because they're backpedaling and they're collapsing going into the big dance. W for win or L for lose. Also, make sure you be sure to hit that thumbs up icon and like the video if you love the Eagles. Do we have more questions or are we rounding things out? Just got a super chat, so we can pop that up on the show as well. Peter Thurmond, another mini eagle shot. Peter. 
Cheers to you, my guy. Shots are needed to win this game. Say less, Peter. A shot for Peter. A shot for the birds. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles! We need that type of energy from this football team against the Giants and going into the playoffs.